Hey, DJ Dagwood. I'm just talking to you guys real quick about Anchor. It's a brand new app. Um, if you have not heard about Anchor, it's a great way to start a, pod, a podcast. Let me explain it. It's free. It has creation tools to let you record and edit on your phone or computer. Distribution of the podcast for you. So you can get heard on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts and more. You can make money from your podcast. It's everything you need in one place. Don't forget to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. DJ Dagwood in the house, talking about Anchor.
Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Praise you, God. You guys can hear me better now. Technology works right, and that uh, all is good. All is good. So let me grab my Bible, and we'll go right into it. Strength for strength in the Lord, and today is promises and victory. Hallelujah! Praise God. Let's start off by praying real quick. Father God, Father God, we thank you for this day. Thank you for all that you've given us. We um, look over this time, the season that we're in, a season, it's a new season, it's a, it's a new day. And we thank you for it, Father God. Let me give you the glory. So, Father, we just thank you for the listeners that are on Alfonso. We thank you for Terry. We pray, Father God, that you would be with them during this time. We pray that you would give them more than enough, more than enough. And we can, more than what they can imagine or even think about. So, 
We thank you. We pray that uh, you look over our souls. We have so much going on right now, Father God. People leaving the church and, and they just like not believing in God anymore. They believe in themselves, believing in nothing and losing hope, Father God. So we want to give them hope today, encouragement. Um, as we look at these scriptures, we see about King David and how all the stuff he went through, but still he restored them. Still he gave him victory over his enemies. Victory, victory in Jesus. Victory in, in Yeshua. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So let's start off real quick. So God, first thing I want to say, the first key point is God has promises for us. Those that believe in him, those that want to seek after him, those that are hungry for him, those that um, are from the tribes also, there's blessings in the tribes back then. Um, there's blessings from um, back in Noah's with his sons and everything. There's blessings, generational blessings. But sometimes we just abandon and reject God. We reject him. We reject him, unfortunately. Hallelujah. So, as we talk talk about uh, First Chronicles. Uh, the first verse in 17 says, after David, now let me set the background here. God made promises to David in this section here. And, he, and there's, uh, David prayed after that too. So there was a promise, then there's prayer that David did. There's a prayer that he's, he basically said to the Lord. And then there's um, defeat of his enemies, the Amorites. So we're going to talk about those three things, the promise, the prayer, and victory over our enemies, victory in our lives, the battles that we have going on. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. So once again, um, 1 Chronicles 17, 1. After David was settled in his palace, he said to Nathan the prophet, here I am living in the house of cedar, while the ark of the covenant of the Lord is under a tent. Under a tent. So David was concerned about that. Um, he was concerned about that ark. He was concerned about God's house. And then Nathan replied to David, whatever love you have in mind, do it. For God is with you. God was with him. God was with him. God was with him. God was with David. He could be with you guys too. Could be with you. Could be in the midst of our battles that we have going on. Could be in the midst of this turmoil, this pandemic, this COVID health issues, this, this uncertainty about. Um, our work and our careers, our vocations and stuff. I can give you a testimony on what God's done in my life. He's provided his name in Hebrew is Jehovah Jireh. And he, that means he is our provider, our provider. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. So let's look at this again. Um, verse three says, but that night the word of the Lord came to Nathan saying of Nathan the prophet. So sometimes God uses people, he uses prophets, messengers, to send his message to us, 
sometimes give us the breakthrough that we need. Hallelujah. 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 So Nathan was the one speaking to David. God was using Nathan as a prophet, speaking that prophetic word to him. And this is what uh, Nathan, this is, uh, once again, verse 3 says, but the night, but that night the word of the Lord came to Nathan saying, go and tell my servant David. This is what the Lord says. You are not the one to build my house or build me a house to dwell in. I have not dwelled in the house from that day I brought Israel up out of Egypt to this day. I have moved from one tent to another, from one dwelling place to another. And, and here I'm seeing that, uh, you know, God, you know, we think that, oh, God's just in this building, in this church, this institute. God, the Spirit, God is the Spirit. Those who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and truth. He's the Spirit. He's not going to stay in one place. He is omnipotent. I'm potent. I'm present. So he is saying, even here in the Old Testament, he is moving. If we're not moving with God, then we're getting stagnant. Our, our souls are getting stagnant. Our spirit are getting, it's getting stagnant and weak. And, you know, sometimes we go through the motions and just the same old mundane stuff every day is boring and, and we start thinking, man, is there something bigger than this? Bigger than my cars, bigger than my house, bigger than, you know, than what I can imagine or even fathom? Yes, it is. His name is Yahweh. His name is Yahweh. He is the God that provides from above. Heavenly, he provides on earth. He is our supplier. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So that we see that God moves. God moves. He's not just stuck in one place. Uh, verse 6 says, Now then, tell my servant David. This is what Nathan is saying to him. Nathan is still speaking to David about the promises that God has for him. Now then, tell my servant David. This is what the Lord Almighty says. This is the second thing that's, that was said, from that was spoken to him from God. Um, I took you from the pastor, from the tending the flock, and appointed you ruler over my people Israel. Have been with you wherever you have gone. Have cut off all your enemies from before you. Now I will make your name like the names of the greatest men on earth. And I will provide a place for my people Israel. I will plant them so that they can have a home of their own and no longer be disturbed. No longer be disturbed. God wants us to have a place of our own wants us to have a place for home. So he's saying here, he's, he's one of the promises. He said that he will be, defeat his David's enemies. He'll make David great among men, among the greatest men. If you know David's background, King David, he was not only king, but he went from being a shepherd boy to king, and he fought mighty battles, and he destroyed mighty enemies. And God used him. God used him mightily. So that was a promise that God gave to him. He said he will defeat his enemies. He will be there for him. He will be, he will raise him up from a shepherd to a king. And God can raise us up too. He can raise us up out of that low place, that discouragement, that depression, that oppression, that the enemy's pushing down on you, that python spirit is trying to choke out your life. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. 
He can take care of that triplex, that valley place, where you'll see a way out. We're just talking in the spirit now. I feel that somebody needs to hear that. He's taking you out of that place. He can take you out of that place. Open your heart and your minds up. Hallelujah. He wants to take you out of that place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Praise you. Bless you. Bless you. Hallelujah. Bless you, Lord. Bless you. Bless you. You guys can hear me really good, especially on uh, uh, Facebook. Once again, Derek Hicks Ministry, Pastor Daddy Hicks. Uh, we're talking about strength in the Lord, uh, promises and victory. So let's continue going on. Um, so God's going to make his name great among the men of earth. He um, promised to provide a place for the people of Israel. And we'll plant them. And it said also that another thing that God promised that wicked people will not oppress them anymore as they did it at the beginning. That's what it says in verse 9. And it says in verse 10, I have done, have done every, have done ever since the time I appointed leaders over my people Israel. I will also subdue all your enemies. There it is again, subduing the enemies. Verse um, 10 says also, I declare to you that the Lord will build the house for you. And then uh, I'm going to skip over verse 11. We call it the B section of verse 11. Uh, this A, B thing. I kind of learned that when I was Baptist and all that stuff. Um, B part says, I will raise up your offsprings to succeed, succeed you. One of your own sons and I will establish my kingdom. I will establish my kingdom. That's what God promised that he would establish his kingdom to, to David, to King David. And verse 12 says, He is the one who will build a house for me, and I will establish that throne forever. I will be his father, and he will be my son. I will never take my love away from him. As I look, as I took it away from your predecessors, will set him over my house in my kingdom forever. His throne will be established forever. The Lord declared that. The Lord declared that. So once again, look at 11, I mean, verse 7. 10 again says, I declare to you that the Lord will build a house for you. When your days are over and you go to the be with your answers. I was raised up offspring. So God promised that he would raise up um, his dynasty from his son and his and his um, the people, you know, his sibling, his, uh, his, his seed, you know, his sons and daughters. He was raised, you know, he's raising up a son right now to, to take over for him. The predecessor, it says. Predecessor. So he's gonna, David might, he's gonna pass away, but there's gonna be somebody in line to take over for his throne. Hallelujah. That's a promise. God declared that. And that person, that son he's gonna raise up, he's gonna set him over the kingdom, over God's kingdom, over David's kingdom. 
He's going to put him in place. He's going to raise him up. God can raise us up. That's a promise. He, he sometimes humbles us and sometimes raises us up. Well, he does restore us, just so you know. You might be going through a valley. You know, I remember the scriptures. Um, Even though I go through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. For God is with me. Thy rod and thy staff comfort me. God wants to be your comforter today. He wants to comfort you in, in whatever you got going on. We have so much mental illness going on right now. We need a comforter. We need an encourager. We need somebody to uh, come on in in our hearts and minds and, and renew our minds, renew our spirits. And God Almighty, Yahweh, Yah, Abba, Father, Jehovah, Jireh, He can come in and do it. I, Adonai, Hallelujah, our Hashem. He can come in and do that. He can come in and do that. I Elohim. Elohim. Won't you let him come in today into your hearts and minds? And those that are hungry for God, I pray that you stay hungry, stay lit in the spirit, stay on fire for God. Stay on fire. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So now we're going to go to the next section. So we see the prom God's promises to David and his offspring and his predecessor. And he's speaking it through the prophet Nathan. A prophetic word Nathan is speaking to David that God gave him. God has a message for all of us. He has a message in us. He has something in our soul to, to um, tell people, to give messages to the love and the mercy and the compassion of God's what we want to give to people. Not this hatred, not this uh, mass shooting, not mental illness and, and allowing demonic forces to come in to influence us. And speaking of that, the Lord's talking to me about demonic influences, demonic statues and stuff. Sometimes we, we bite things in our house that had demonic spirits on it and we start acting weird. We start it start manifesting in our house. If we don't have, if we're not, you know, praying over our house. If we're not pleading the blood, Yeshua Jesus. If we're not asking God to deliver us from evil. One of God's prayers, the Lord's prayers, to uh, deliver us from evil. And I pray that for everybody. That God will deliver you from evil, evil mishaps, evil inclinations, evil people, evil spirits that. He would deliver this nation, the United States and internationally, to deliver the people from evil. But sometimes we have evil within us that needs to be delivered. That needs to be set free. I pray that you guys will go and get yourself set free. If you have an evil spirit that's influenced you, that's destroying the world right now. That's destroying our world. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Bless you, Lord. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. So, here's the second point. The first one was your promises to God. Second one, God's prayer. God's, I mean, uh, David's prayer. This is a prayer. We can actually take this as a model. We have the Lord's prayer. We have David's prayer. We have different prophets. We have different leaders in the Bible prayers that we can model after that we can take point, take nuggets out of and use it in our own prayer 
It says here, King David. It says, Then King David went in and sat before the Lord, and he said, Who am I, Lord, and what is my family that you have brought me this far? So David humbled himself in prayer. And prayer is not just on your knees and fold, or folding hands and stuff like that. There's different forms of prayer that we can have. Yes, yes, you can be on your knees, you can lay prostrate. You can stand up and pray. I see people walking around praying in the spirit. So there's different ways you can pray. Different ways. We're not robots, so God understands that sometimes we need to get up, we need to move around, we need to do stuff that, um, that we're comfortable with, you know? So, So David humbled himself in this first thing of the prayer. And he said that, you know, in verse um, 16, it says that, who am I? And what is my family that we, you have brought on this far? David gave thanksgiving to God. That's another thing we need to do, give thanksgiving. Thanksgiving to God. Thanks, thank him for all that he's done so far. I thank the Lord right now, you know. I'm in transition from working and everything, but he's still been providing and over and above. He's still been providing. I'm thanking for that. So, oh, thank you, every father. Thank you. We thank you, sure, Jesus, also for being in our hearts and minds to keep us from temptation, to keep us from evil. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Mm. So there's humbleness. And then it says in uh, verse 17, the B part, you, Lord, gave, you, it says, you, Lord God, have looked on me as though I were the most important or exalted of men. So David, once again, praise God, gave you thanksgiving that he, God was looking over him, that God was looking over him, the God of Isaac. God was exalting him, lifting him up. Mm. It says in verse 18, it says, uh, What more can David say to you for honoring your servant? For you know your servant. God knows us. He knows our heart. He knows us before we even say anything. He knows us. Hallelujah. And it says there, yeah, um, and then verse 19 says, Lord, for your sake of your servant and according to your will, you have done this great thing and made known all these great promises. Promises. David remembered. God was reminding him. David remembered. And David humbled himself. He prayed. He remembered those promises, those declarations, those uh, declarations that God said to him. And here it is again. Here's, here's another part of David's prayer. He said, there's no, there's no one like you, Lord, and there's no God but you, as we have heard with our own ears. First, that's verse 20. One of the Hebrew uh, prayers or Jewish prayers is um, God, you're one. God, you're one. And like you're the only one. You are one and you are God. 
this is kind of what David's saying here. He's kind of saying that you're the only one. There's only, there's no one like you, Lord. There's no God but you. You're the only one. And it says, verse 21 says, Who is like your people, Israel? One nation on earth whose God uh, went out to redeem a people for himself and to make a name for himself and to perform great and awesome wonders by driving out nations from before your people whom you redeemed from Egypt. Driving out the enemy. Driving out. Redeem the people. There's redemption. God can redeem us too from the place that we're at. Place of sorrow. Place of madness. Place of depression. Place of lack. Place of sadness. He can deliver us from those places. Deliver us. He can set us free. He can redeem us. Redeem the time. He can redeem our time. Mm. God. Yeah. Yes. Hallelujah. Redemption. Redeeming the time that's at hand. There's a new season going on right now. God wants to redeem the time that's been lost in life. The years that the cancer was a pomegranate that's stolen. He wants to redeem those times. So finds them. The Lord says he wants to redeem those times. Jerry, he wants to redeem the times that's been lost. I don't know what's been lost in your life. I don't know what uh, you need to be redeemed on. Maybe your soul needs to be redeemed. Maybe your mind, your stinking thinking needs to be redeemed. Hallelujah. Take away your stinking thinking. And um, maybe God can redeem your mind. Maybe he wants to redeem your heart. Maybe he wants to redeem your love for him and his son. Hallelujah. But God wants to redeem the time for you guys. I know. You know, we think about how long we've been, especially those that believe in God now and been born again and saved from um, hell and the grave. And God, and you know, think about how long you've been out there in the world and just worshiping the world and worshiping idols and Worshiping yourself and the things that you have. And, and then we think about, man, I lost all that time doing all that stuff. It's like, what the heck? It's like, why did it take so long? Why did it take so long? I remember as a teenager, you know, in high school, you know, starting to, you know, the party stuff, the drinking stuff, experimenting with uh, weed and all that stuff. And I just fell away from the church. I fell away from God. I just was doing my own thing. I didn't call up in the world. I mean, easy, you can easily get caught up in the world, in the busyness of the world, distractions of the world. You know, back in, what was it, uh, back in the 80s, we didn't have all the computer stuff that they have today, all the technology. So, redeeming the times. Like I said, I remember God redeeming those times. And the, but we have to give our wills up to Him. For to redeem the time that's been lost in your soul, in your spirit, time's been lost that we should have been established in Him and His kingdom and His purposes. But we decided to go off and do our own thing, jump into His plan, not wait, all that stuff. I hate when that happens. And you get beat up by the world and get, you don't get the blessings like you should. God has a blessing, He has a promise for all of us. He has promises, 
He wants to protect you. He wants to. Um, he's got promises for you. He wants to provide you. Three P's. So there's no one like God. He can take you out of place. He can use an animal. He can use a donkey. He can use pigs and birds and stuff to feed you. To feed Elijah, a little raven, a dirty raven feeding Elijah. He's got uh, donkeys talking and stuff. And you know, if God can use an animal, God can use a bird. And we're more important than animals and birds and stuff. And flowers and lilies of the valley. We're more important than that. God is still here all day long, he says in the scriptures, with his arms wide open. Waiting for us to come back and say, you know, God, I need you. I need your help. I need you to be the creator of my life. Because God created us. Whether you like it or not, God created us. Man, start back in Adam and Eve, how he formed man from the dust of the earth, and we will return to the dust. Hallelujah. He created us. He created you to be unique. He created you to do it a certain way. We can't be copycats. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Someone like you, God. Oh, redeem us, God. Redeem us. Redeem us. Drive out our enemies, Father God. Those of us should be prayers. Keep us from evil. And it says here in verse 22, it says, You made people, Israel, your very home forever. And you, Lord, have become their God. Would you let God be God today? We're not talking about idol gods, statue gods, gods that can't talk to you, gods that can't open their eyes, or gods that can't see. We're talking about the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The God created everything that you see. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Still in chapter 17. Man, I can't get out of 17. So we'll stay here for a minute. There's a few more verses here in 17. And now the Lord said, Let the promise you have made concerning your servant and his house be established forever. Do as you promised. Do as you promised. Hallelujah. Promise. Promises of God. God promised some things to all of us. He's promised some things. But we have to be in right standing with Him. Can't be going off just doing this meism and agnostics and devil worshiping and satanic worshiping. Expect God to move in our lives. Can't be straight on the fence with God neither. I tried I tried that as a deacon. You know, trying to be a nightclub DJ and, and then also be a deacon too and coming in on Sundays and you know, un, you know, hung over and all that stuff and can't have one foot in the world and one foot in God's kingdom you can. And there's a religion that's going on with that too. Where you believe in God, but you're worshiping these idol gods like they did back in the Bible, worshiping golden calves and worshiping these alien gods and satanic gods and worshiping Satan and even himself and his demons. There's another way to go. So I pray that you guys are wrapped up in that. Don't believe the hype. Because the enemy wants to kill, steal, and destroy, as the scriptures say. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He doesn't care about humankind. Because he knows that God created humans. And so whatever enemy, the devils, the demons, say to himself, whatever they can do to take out man, take out woman, and destroy God's creation, he will do it. 
And unfortunately, we got Minnows, and we got the influence of demonic forces going on right now. It's doing mass shootings that are hating on people and taking people out of cover and immigrants and, and just corrupting the world. Just, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I'm not going to get started with that. It's not pleasing God when you don't love your neighbor as yourself. So, we see here, David saying, do as you promised. Do as you promised. Do as you promised. So he agreed with God. He was aligned with God. Mm. And it says here in verse, I'm going down further in verse 24. It says, so that it will be established and that your name will be great forever. Then people will say, the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, is Israel's God. And the house of your servant David will be established before you. And verse 25 says, You, man, you, my God, have revealed to your servant that your will, that you will build a house for him. So your servant has found courage to pray to you. Sometimes we need courage. Even going to God sometimes. Courage to pray. Courage. We need courage. Some of you guys need courage right now. We stand against this world and what's going on. We think, you know, in the physical, like, man, you know, I wish I had this job. We can lay it off. And doors are closing. You know, I got this health issue with this COVID stuff. And no, no, no. God wants you to have courage. Encourage yourself today. In verse uh, 26 says, You, Lord, are God. You promise these good things to your servant. Now you have been pleased to bless the house of your servant that may continue forever in your sight. For you, Lord, have blessed it and will be blessed forever. So God was, that's what uh, David was praying. He's praying for confidence that God can encourage and God will continue to defeat his enemies, that God will continue to give him victory and establish him. Start thinking about being rooted in God, being rooted. Because he has a spirit inside you that he's given. Once that spirit's gone, the body's dead. I mean, it's like a dead man walking. So he's given it to us. And he wants us to tap into that and walk in the spirit, not the flesh. We've got so many people walking in the flesh right now. Especially the ones that call them violence and kill them. Walking in the flesh, walking in the jacked up minds. Walking in the wilderness. In the last point, I want to say God defeats the enemies of our lives. He defeats the enemies. Defeats them. Defeats them. Verse, um, chapter 19, verse 2 says, David thought, I will show kindness to Haman, son of Nashah, because his father showed kindness to me. But if we go up to verse 1, it says, In the course of time, Nasha, Nahasha, king of Amorites, died. And this son succeeded him as a king. And David thought that since, you know, he died, that he would show kindness. He showed kindness. And so David showed kindness. But then it jumps out of forces. So Hannah sees David's. Enemy warriors. Shaved them, cut off their garments at the 
box and sent them away. So David sent messengers, he sent an envoy to Haman. Because he's a son of Nagash. So David's trying to show him kindness because his uh, dad died. The, the son decided to act out. Trying to embarrass David's son, or shave your heads, you know, the butts, booty sticking out, and stuff like that. And it says in verse 9, it says, when the Amorites realized that they had become agnostics to David, Hannah and the Amorites sent a thousand talents of silver to, to high chariots and charities, charities from Aaron, Nahaman. So, here we go. Once again, we're going to see how David defeats these Amorites. So David heard about all the stuff that's going on. That he's being embarrassed. His envoy is being embarrassed. He's trying to show kindness to the son of Nehash. He's trying to show kindness. But verse 8 says, On hearing this, David sent Joab out with the entire army of fighting men. The Amorites came out and drew up in battle formation at the entrance into the city, while the kings who have come were come were by themselves in the open country. Job saw that there were battle lines in front of him and behind him. That's verse 10. And so let's get down to verse 13. We're in First Chronicles 19, 13. It says here, be strong, but let us fight bravely for our people in the cities of our God. The Lord will do what is good in his sight. This is what uh, Joel was saying. This is what Joel was saying. And then verse 14 says, Then Joel and the troops with him advanced to fight the Armenians, and they fled before him. When the Amorites realized that the Armenians were fleeing. They too fled before his brother, Abishai, Abishai, and went inside the city. So Joab went back to Jerusalem. After the Armenians saw that they had been routed by Israel, they sent messengers and had the Armenians brought from beyond the Euphrates River. So we see that God. He says that David defeated his enemy. God was with David so that he could defeat these Armenians, could defeat these Amorites. And they went fleeing. He didn't even have to fight because God fights the battles. He fights a battle too. For the battles, God, not us. Battles are Lord's. There's battles going on in the spiritual realm. There's battles going on in earth that we can't control. That we can't control. God has to fight that battle. This fight, this battle of mental illness, this battle of hatred, this battle of uh, racism, systematic racism, this battle of uh, countries, this battle of uh, spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. God has to fight those battles. We can only fight so much in our um, in our human understanding. Then it says in verse 17, when David was told of this, he gathered all Israel and crossed the Jordan. He advanced against them and formed his battle line opposite them. So David formed a line. He formed a battle line. 
But verse 18 says, But they fled before Israel, and David killed 7,000 of their charioteers, and 40,000 of their foot soldiers. He also, um, so verse 19 says, When the vassals of Hadazar saw that they had been routed by Israel, they made peace with David and became subjects to him. See how they see how God God was in there. God was in there. God was with David. He defeated his enemy for him. He didn't have to fight. He didn't have to fight too hard. Sometimes we do <laughs> we have to fight so hard and we would understand we fight so hard to to get opportunities sometimes fight so hard to get ahead and and God's saying that he wants to fight all our battles. He's the one that fights our ultimate battles. We only fight so much in our own strength. Hallelujah. 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 So David defeated all these enemies because God was with him. God was with him. So those three things I talked about and it started from 1 Chronicles 17. We talked the first thing we talked about was the promises of God. Promises of God to David. And he promises, he had promises for us too. The prayer that David sent that we use as a model to pray. And God defeating David's enemies. Just like he can defeat our enemies. He is for you. And now he is to God. God is a loving God. God. He hates sin. But he, he loves the sin. He hates sin. But you guys don't think you're good enough to be in God's kingdom. You don't think that um, God sees what's going on in your life. He doesn't care about what's going on in America right now. With all this hatred going on, all this mass shootings and mental illness. God cares. But we have a free will. We have a free will. We're not robots. He gives us a free will. Unfortunately, we walk in the wickedness, that evilness, and it's going to be a time where uh, rather God's going to be stored up. It's going to be punishment, just like any father. When you're acting up, you're rebelling, you're doing goofy stuff, you're doing wicked stuff. The earthly father has to, you know, a loving earthly father has to say something, has to discipline you as a child. But unfortunately, we're not children anymore, most of us. Grown-ups and still some of us act like child, childish ways and tantrums, and we don't get our way and we won't have a tantrum and cause all kinds of havoc and stuff. I mean, we got even people in high places that were doing that narcissistic, delusional stuff. So let's get away from that. Let's try to build our relationship with God, God, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God created you. Let's try to build our relationship with Him. I know we get busy, get busy as family, get busy at work and stuff, but take some time to reflect. Silence yourself and even in the car drive home, turn the radio off and just talk to God and then let him talk to you. You got to listen to him. We have to still ourselves and listen. So I thank you guys for being on here on this uh, broadcast for Derek's Ministries, Pastor Daddy Higgs. Uh, we're doing this series, Strength in the Lord. Strength in the Lord. And today was um, Promises and Victory. 
Because God wants to give us promises, victory, and he wants to defeat our enemies. So we can, because sometimes our enemy wears us out, so we have to have strength in God. And then it starts with this, what we talk about in verse 17, of prayer. Trying to get a prayer life. Remembering God's promises. Maybe you guys can do a Google search, guys, that need some encouragement right now. A Google search of promises of God. And see what it promises humanity. See what it promises those in there that want to go in the right way, that are right standing, that want, that believe, those believers, those that uh, are seeking Him. Some of you guys uh, have questions and you're seeking Him and um, you're wondering what the heck's going on. I pray that you continue to research and seek Him. There's so much out there right now. There's so much lies, there's so much truth, there's so much facts that are going on. Don't believe the hype. Don't believe the fake news. And if you hear a minister, so just so you know me, I teach practical, practical Bible stuff, practical teachings. We did a little worship at first. Uh, not the greatest singer, but we did worship. And it's all about the heart. In God's kingdom, all about the heart. Not just hype and entertainment. And teaching them our ears, it's not just about that. We have this sound, doctor, sound teaching. And unfortunately, a lot of people are running away from sound teaching right now. There's this group called None, which is running away from God, running away from Jesus, running away from the church, running away from um, hurts and pains, and, and just not believing in anything. So I, I challenge you guys that there's something that you have to believe in. God created this earth. We understand it's not no big things, it's not no dark theory, it's not none of that stuff. Those are the cities of men. Let God be the head of your life today. If you haven't accepted him, I pray that you accept him in today. If you have any questions, guys that don't know the Lord or have fallen from the Lord, maybe caught up in this system that we live in, this world we live in. Pray that you hit me up on DerekHicksMinistries at gmail.com, DerekHicksMinistries on AOL.com, or at Facebook. I'm also on um, these podcasts and Anchor and all this stuff. Um, I have a YouTube channel, I have a website, DerekHicksMinistries.online. You can check out, I'm still kind of filling it out and uploading stuff. So I just want to encourage you guys today. Pray that you had something, I mean, pray that there was something that impacted you today. And as we leave this place, this broadcast, may the Lord be with you. May you fight your battles, may you give you victories over the enemies, and may his promises come true. So, Father, I thank you. Thank you for this day. Thank you for this time. Give you praise. Give you worship. And we pray that every listener, whatever you're going through, that you be with them in the midst, in the valley, in the dry place, in the season. Almost certainly in the season of uncertainty. Be there, God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. And be sure that Jesus is with your name. You shall sure. 
So God bless you guys and know that we need God. Peace out.